coming to you from uh, the jeweled green, I mean, the green, uh, I mean, the, uh, the great green jewel of the Commonwealth. It's Diamond City Radio. Here's a 60-minute man, and uh, I mean, let's be honest here, it's, well, it's, he's not talking about how long his naps are, <laughs> so here it is. Hello everybody, welcome to Nerdin' Out, the only podcast that makes you roll for initiative. I'm your host, Ronan Hunter. And I'm Duke Savage. And welcome back to the brand new year of 2021. Against all odds, we survived the hellfire that is 2020. Uh, how you doing, Duke? Jeez, surviving is the best way to describe that, honestly. <laughs> right? Because that was yeah. no understatement right there, boy. Yeah, last year was no joke at all. I mean, there was... Wildfires, assassinations. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and that yeah. was just January and February, <laughs> right? Oh, let's not get started from March to now. Yeah, dude, for real. <laughs> well, I think we're still holding our breath for the laser sharks. Laser sharks are still incoming. I think that's going to be a July event. You know, yeah, Shark Week. Right. <laughs> my gosh i wouldn't i wouldn't put it past nat geo to do something like that right yeah just test it out right every every animal deserves a warm meal yeah and, and i mean 2021 is already coming in hot you know with oh yeah geez everything from political hellfire to freaking biological evolutions to <laughs> economic uh, t- turmoil like it's so insane and again it's just January so we gotta strap in and really <laughs> prepare for the year bro um, oh, just right, right off the bat I mean GameStop man already oh my gosh yes going huge against all odds and I mean just from the will of the people honestly isn't that crazy yeah if, if you haven't heard while we're recording this, this is kind of in the aftermath of Wall Street being having the carpet pulled from under them with the internet trolling them hard. Yeah. Uh, Reddit basically drove GameStop stock up to skyrocket proportions, and everyone is freaking out. It's honestly kind of funny, but it also, when you think about it, Kind of scary on how easily the, the system can be manipulated like that, too. And it has been for nearly freaking 80 years, you know? And yeah. you know, the, the fact that now Gen Zs and Millennials are doing it just for kicks is really right. pissing off a lot of people. <laughs> right. Because a lot of people wouldn't pay attention to it. But now that a company like GameStop, who's kind of been floundering the last couple of years, has taken the spotlight with this, is really causing a lot of people to focus on it. And it's... It's just kind of a good appetizer for what the rest of the year might be like. <laughs> yeah, no, no, exactly. Um, and just a quick explain like I'm five type explanation of it. Um, pretty much what happened is that a bunch of head funds uh, shorted on a bunch of stocks, basically meaning that they were they put a massive bet that the stock was going to plummet. And so... <laughs> when the redditors and gen z's found that out they're like you know what f you 
<laughs> and so just to spite them, just to prove them wrong, they made that thing skyrocket. And in doing so, they put them into a huge, huge, can't stress this enough, huge loss. So now yes. they're in the hole. Last time I checked, I'm very positive it's much more than this. They're in the hole $70 billion. Yeah. It's been very interesting last few days if you are paying attention to economics. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Man, crazy. Well, who knows what's going to happen? Um, they're doing the same thing with Bed Bath & Beyond, AMC, um, and BlackBerry. So who knows, man? Who knows? Yeah, it has led to some really good memes. That's one thing that's been really good about January is we've had oh, some really dude. good memes kick up. Uh, one of them memes. was like, uh, was it uh, Blockbuster's Facebook or Twitter page? It was like, the, all right, at Reddit. Let's get to work. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I remember I was telling you about that, man. I was like, man, I really miss Blockbuster, man. I hope they can yeah. make a comeback with something. Even, even if it's just like a nostalgia place, you know, a nice place for us to kick it. You know, yeah. I mean, if, if arcades can make it, you know. Yeah. And that's, that's something I, I kind of wish my nephews who grew up in the digital age or are growing up in the digital age got to experience. Um, the joy of going down to the video store, looking at all the movies and games, and being allowed to pick one or two, and just binging them for the weekend. And I absolutely think that that is the main reason why we enjoyed those things back then, because something I realized back in 2012, 2011, is that I would always check my app store every single day to see any new and upcoming apps, and I realized that the same things that I would you know criticize my nephews and like the younger generation for i was kind of doing myself meaning i would get bored with a specific app or game within a week and then i'd move on to something else mm. whereas when i was five years old i had the same game boy pocket game right super mario on the seven coins i'm not sure if anybody remembers that game oh no, and i, I played that for two years bro every yeah. single day <laughs> We didn't and have, never got tired of it, man. Yeah, we didn't have the capability to go online and download a new game or demo a new game. It was you got what you got and you stuck with it to yeah, your birthday, dude. and that was it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and when you think about that, man, I think that that is what is so charming. I think back in the day, you know, that's really what made those gifts so meaningful. I think, mm -hmm. and it, it really makes me feel sad for the generation because they can't feel that. You know, they yeah. really can. It's 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 changed a lot with the, the digital age. Um, but you know, I've I've said I've told you many times. I'm a physical gamer. I yeah. like to to get physical copies of my games. So the whole digital thing for me is slowly converting me over. But I'm still like I need to go down and buy a new game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, mean, so, even with uh, Saturday morning cartoons, you know, I'm oh, my little man. baby. Um, this morning we were watching some tunes and you can't find them on the regular, you know, on the big three no. anymore. You, no. you have to go to MeTV, you know, those, that old station, that old mm -hmm. TV land one. Yep. And we're just watching Looney Tunes and it's, bro, like, it hits you different as an adult. Yeah. You're just like, this is nice. You know, this yeah. is nice. I know in an hour it's not going to be on anymore, so I yeah. better cherish the time that I have right now. Exactly. Watch my Looney Tunes before Three's Company comes on. <laughs> yeah, because back when we were growing up, we had Fox Kids, we had the WB, Absolutely. we had the Morning on, on ABC. Like, I, I used to love Schoolhouse Rock. 
oh, on man, ABC. Oh, man, the best, man. Uh, we had Reboot, which was the first Reboot. CGI animated you know, cartoon, and the production yep. quality was amazing. Yes, sir. For back then, you'll get it now, you can tell it's, it's obviously dated, but this was like early yeah. to mid-90s, that was amazing. Um, but yeah, um, Kidsploitation TV channels, Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, they killed it. Yeah, they did. And now um, with Pluto, I don't know if you have Pluto or you know what Pluto is, now they have dedicated sub-channels. So now Nick Jr. is on all day. They have Pluto Nick TV all day. They have Spongebob channels all day. So now they have specific channels running 24-7 of specific shows. And it, it, it's kind of weird because you would think of with all that abundance, you're happy because you always know what's on. But at the same time, it's like it loses that charm, you know? It exactly. obviously loses that charm. Yeah. Um, wild times. Uh, Good times. But let, let's let's go ahead and, and talk about one thing. I posted this up on our Facebook page what, a week or two ago. Um, it was an article. I'm pretty sure it was an older article because they started doing this a while back. But it was an article that discussed the disclaimer that Disney has been putting up on their Disney Plus programs that have controversial topics in them. Most specifically racist and um, derogatory depictions of people in older uh, movies and shows. And I feel we kind of need to talk about this because this is a huge uh, topic in today's age that's, right, that's yeah. really taken the, the center stage in the last couple of years. Um, so we're going to go ahead and we're going to talk a little bit about our opinions on that. So if you haven't, um, if you don't have Disney Plus or you haven't watched any of the programs, on certain old movies, say for example, Dumbo. If you pull up Dumbo on Disney Plus, you're going to get a disclaimer that, that shows that certain pictures of races uh, in this film may be derogatory or insensitive. And in Dumbo, it's going to be the crows towards the end of the movie. They are depicted as jive-talking um, caricatures of black people. In fact, the, the, the main crow, his name is Jim Crow. I mean, they can't get any more obvious <laughs> about that. Yeah. And it's not just Dumbo. It's other ones like uh, Waking the Tramp. Um, it doesn't show up in front of it, but the animated Aladdin has it. Jungle Book. Um, Peter Pan. They all have... <coughs> excuse me. They all have um, what we would consider to, in today's society as negative depictions of other races. Yeah. And we have people on both sides of a fence that are calling to either have them removed, um, to leave them alone, and we're kind of like in a... We have to kind of teeter the line, or toe the line right here. Because uh, personally, I feel we do have to address it. The depictions in there are very insensitive, but I understand it comes from a different era. And I know that doesn't excuse how... Or, or that doesn't give them an excuse to go ahead and show it. But we have to acknowledge that it did happen. And that it's not, it's not right to do that today. Otherwise, there will be no change. 
If we don't right. acknowledge it and we forget it or remove it completely, I feel we're going to revert and start repeating past transgressions. And it's the acknowledgement, to your point, that is so important and meaningful, right? Right. Yeah. But we have people that <clears throat> um, they want to remove either the scene or the mo- the program completely. Yeah, and, and I know that in the earlier days of Disney Plus, when they were doing that with The Simpsons, a lot of people lost their minds with it, you know. And mm-hmm. and, and I understand, like 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 you're saying, both sides. You know, it's not like we can't see both sides. But at the same time, too, when you manipulate the source material, you kind of take away from what it is as a piece of art, which is what it is. It's a piece of art. Exactly. Whether or not it's offensive to you or to others, that's an entirely different issue on itself. But capturing that moment in time, capturing those events in history is very important for obvious reasons. You know, again, to what you're attesting to, we must learn from these mistakes. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like people are seeing this and saying, Gosh dang, that's a funny bit. Yeah, black people are really like that, huh? Nobody. <laughs> Promise yeah. you, nobody's thinking that, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it is coming from a different time. And again, I don't think yes. that it's encouraging racism. It's showing that it once was a thing in this world and that it is wrong and that we need to move on from it and be more inclusive, which I totally think is what's happening right now. At least that's my opinion. Right, no, and I, I agree. In the last last few years, we've taken a hard look at our depictions in media of different races aside from white, as that's what predominantly is shown in in these uh, programs. Is you usually have you know a white protagonist and then these uh, uh, depictions of other races. Uh, and and it wasn't until what would you say mid '90s that they started to show or try to be inclusive to other cultures. I think Pocahontas was one of the big ones they put all their money behind and they kind of dropped the ball on that one. Um, yeah, there was effort. <laughs> yeah, was but effort. they they tried to do something that was historical and you know tried to honor Native Americans and they, they put the whole Disney spin on it and it just didn't pan out. Um, but you get a lot of, a lot of like, there's one in particular and a lot of us are aware of it. Some of the younger people aren't, but it's there's a film called Song of the South that Disney is pretty adamant about trying to forget it exists. But it's essentially a post-Civil War story where an old plantation worker, or former slave, Uncle Remus, kind of says that, you know what, I was happy out working the cotton fields. And that doesn't sit well with a lot of people, even back then. Yeah. I mean, it's, to this day, has yet to receive a DVD, Blu-ray, or digital release. They released it late 80s, early 90s on VHS, and that was it. It disappeared, it went back into the vault. And they probably threw it there next to the Ark of the Covenant. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But... Yeah. The thing is, what's funny is it has really good animated segments like the Briar Rabbit and one of their most popular songs, Zippity Doodah. Yeah. And because of that, people won't forget it. So, 
Like, what do you do with that? Do you continue to ignore its existence? Or do you try to bring it about and say, look, we screwed up, but here it is. Like, what, yeah. what do you do? I personally think that may be the smartest move. Yes, I know that, you know, there's a lot of people that would get triggered with that in the literal sense of the term, not in the term, not, you know, the liberal snowflake term. <laughs> you know, a, a lot of people do sometimes, you know, see something or hear about something and, you know, it, it affects them on a, on, a, on another level, right? But also at the same time, though, <clears throat> and I think that there's a lot more of this going on in the world, is there's a lot of self-flogging. Honestly, like there's a lot of people that are outraged for other cultures and I think that in itself is a bigger problem than actual cultural appropriation believe it or not I feel like when other races when other people start going in and telling other races how to think or feel that's a problem that's mm -hmm. obviously a problem because if you're not going through it if that wasn't part of your culture if that wasn't part of your history leave it alone for others it, just me talking about it makes me feel icky because that's not my place to say anything, right? right? So until I hear from, you know, them, from this, you know, if there's a spokesperson, if, you know, Reverend Al Sharpton wants to come on and talk about this movie itself and say that it's bad, then, hey, I'm willing to listen. But until then, you know, like, I, I don't feel comfortable hearing about it from a corporate head, hearing about it from, mm -hmm. you know, these just wanting to be outraged people because... It, it, there's just way too much of that right now. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it, it, it's again. It, this is a very touchy subject because how do you proceed? There, you're yeah. always going to, no matter what you do, there's always going to be someone upset with what's being done or not being done. So I know we wanted to talk about it because we try. We don't want to get political on the show. We don't want to talk about things that are controversial like that. But we do feel that this is something we do need to discuss because it does affect nerd and pop culture. I mean, yeah. you, see, you see this, things that 20, 30 years ago, you wouldn't even think about seeing in, in mainstream. But we get things like, um, uh, was it New 52 that had the homosexual Green Lantern? Um... We had right. an entire cartoon. Steven yeah. Universe is based on, you know, has a lot of homosexuality tones in it. Um, and what what surprises me, and I'm actually kind of happy for, is that kids shows today are addressing stuff like homosexuality. You do Arthur, see same, yeah, you do see same sex couples uh, appearing more often than that, and I'm glad because how do you explain that? to a kid that has not had exposure to that without yeah. you know this is like a birds and a bees kind of conversation right. and you don't no, know how no, to no, do no it yeah. and, and it's great you know like I, I'm, I'm full on for that bro like you and I we lived in a time where that was obviously shunned in culture mm -hmm. uh, we literally saw its evolution I will not lie to you uh, be just because I'm being completely honest with you when I first saw it being inter integrated in social media and pop culture it did make me feel weird i will be 100 no. honest with you and it, it yeah i agree it's kind of shook totally me agree. when i when i started to see commercials with like you know two men together two women together it made me feel weird because 
we had never seen that socially accepted before, right? And so we were like, golly, man, we're seeing that everywhere, right? But now that it's finally been in the pipeline for so long, it's finally like, oh, nice. You know, like this commercial, right? Like, yeah, we're finally seeing, you know, inclusivity. It doesn't feel weird anymore. At least for the older generation that wasn't exposed to it on a regular basis. These kids these days are seeing that and are saying, hey, it's fine. It's okay. Right? Yes. So, I mean, hey, that's 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 really neat. That's really cool. What I'm wanting to shoot for after this, which would be really nice, is mental health. You know? Oh, yeah. They can start talking about mental health and its importance. Golly, man, I'll be so happy to see that type of improvement. And hey, let's not stop talking about the the whole no, race thing, man. This like is we, a this is an this evolving is civil rights. <laughs> yeah, it's an evolving conversation. It's not something okay, we dealt with it. We're not going to speak about it again. No, right. it's something that every week, you know, we should probably bring it up once once you know once a week or something. Yeah, once over Sunday dinner. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> me- mental health. That, that's another good one to bring up. That's something else that, um, especially last year, has been has seen a lot of um of talk about yeah um and i've i've seen some incorporations into kids uh shows uh over the last few years too sesame street four or five years ago uh introduced their first autistic puppet yeah and i don't i don't remember the the puppet's name but she was autistic and the episode that she was introduced was done extremely well yeah so we need to have more positive um, exposure for these subjects going forth. And Absolutely. If we can do that, I mean, we're chiseling away at the surface of this, but we need to get a jackhammer to it. And we need to <laughs> hey, break man. that surface. I, I, I agree, just because, you know, like I said, it was a little bit, you know, in its introduction, it makes you feel a little bit weird. But that's one thing that we need to get over, and I think, like you, to your point, you know, a full-on jackhammer to it will make it not feel as weird. Just because, hey, this is society now. This is what we're doing. Stop hanging out to to hold to old, you know, yeah. frames of mind, right, man? And 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 above all else, the biggest point that we're all trying to make here that everybody should be on board with is peace and love, man. Peace and love. Absolutely. If you're not loving your neighbor, if you're not loving, you know, the person across the street, regardless of, you know, whatever their history is, regardless their skin color, regardless yeah. their, you know... Race, religion, reli- political standing, any of that stuff, right? anything like that. Peace and love, man. Like, that has to be said and done across all aisles. Is it unrealistic? I don't know. If we keep the same mindset that we have right now yeah it's unrealistic but if we stop if we hug thy neighbor and we like full-on have this type of love man hey we're gonna be moving in a good direction i think yes one step closer to converting to to pure energy and then we'll be that (laughs) (laughs) yes sir yes sir so yeah we'll get off our soapbox now and and talk about something i don't know maybe more pleasant less pleasant um because even though it's been it's it's January. Uh, we've already lost some some key players in our in our pop culture nerd community, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, we have. Uh, we lost. There, there was a couple of people that that we did want to talk about today, just because of their influence on nerd culture. Um, Who did you want to talk about first? Well, the big one that hit that hit me 
And actually, I'm gonna actually reach back to December too, because it's still kind of recent. So the big two that hit me. This month we lost Cloris Leachman. Yeah. Who, she was a fantastic actress and a great comedian. And last month in December, we lost Sean Connery. Yeah, that's right. And um, that was a big one for me because I'm a huge James Bond fan. That's how I was introduced to him. Um, so those two really hurt. Um, sure. And I, I know Sean Connery had retired after League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but Cloris Leachman kept going right up into the end. And she did a lot of voice acting work. Yeah, a lot of her no voice doubt. Acting work yeah, was she did, man. Really well done. Yeah, she did. <laughs> um, and and she she's. She, I guess just because Young Frankenstein was like one of the first that I saw her in, I was thinking that she was a lot older than she really was. Until makeup I remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Until I remember that Young Frankenstein was made in the seventies. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, yeah, it was really not that long ago if you think no. about it. But I'm over I, here like, man, she barely passed away. But then I remembered all of the other things that I saw her, and I'm like, oh man, duh. Like, yeah, <laughs> this thing was she. Not too she long did a ago. lot of voice work in Studio Ghibli films. Yeah. Um, she did a lot of voice work for for cartoons. I remember she was in uh, one of the event- Adventure Time specials where we yeah, got to man. see an alternate reality where she was like old Marceline. Yeah. Um, and she was sharp as a wit at that age too. Bro, she her comedic timing is oh, man. amazing, that, dude. Yeah, that <laughs> shows how much experience she had over a lifespan of career. Yeah, absolutely. The, the fact that at that age she was still able to really just keep everything going. Yeah. Um. So that was a tough one um, this month to lose, and then not too long was it before or afterwards. We lost another big player, and this one, unfortunately, to COVID, was Larry King. Yeah, man, Larry King. Yeah, he was one of the premier talk show radio hosts uh, from, what, 60s to 80s? Or yeah. maybe mid-90s, I think. He kept going for a while. And even then, after he retired from talk show radio, he still made appearances on late-night shows, TV shows, comedy specials. He was still very active. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I know one of the things that that we recently saw is uh, Conan give his take on on Larry King, and he was saying that <clears throat> it was like he he was talking like with with a different person when he was on the show because he always came to Conan with comedic bits, mm-hmm. and so you could tell like he he there was a whole different side of Larry King that I'm pretty sure would have flourished and evolved if left his own devices you know but again it was yeah. a different time you know he was he was all about news and facts and yeah and, and getting it that, out to the that people. was that was his public persona i know yeah. i think we brought this up in a previous episode the same thing with gilbert gottfried yeah I mean, gilbert doesn't talk like that in real life no he no. doesn't you if you listen to vocal recordings you're like oh my gosh this guy can do audiobooks um yeah but no larry, larry king was he was kind of like the John Stewart of his age. If 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 com- comedic news was as big as back then as it is now, I'm pretty sure he would have he would have pioneered a thousand com- percent. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, his work kind of paved the way for people like us that are doing, you know, internet radio, podcast, stream. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. He 
he put a lot of work and 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 uh, it was very uh, hard for people to hate him or dislike mm-hmm. him. You yeah. know, there, there was a couple clips of people trying to get under his skin and like try to troll him. Man, he always kept his cool. Man, he always yeah. kept his cool. And, and you know, how to win friends and influence people. Man, he mm-hmm. he talked to them, spoke to them, and just heard them out. And I think that was the most important thing that Larry Kid, that Larry King did as an interviewer was to hear people out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very important. Yeah, he he wasn't like an ambush interviewer where he was like, okay, my goal is to like get a rise out of this guy. No, he's like, <laughs> I have questions. I'm going to hear their answers, yeah. and I'm going to take that into consideration. Yeah. And that's something, going back to what we were discussing before, not a lot of people do this day, is they don't they don't listen to the people they're talking to. They, they keep their own opinion, and yeah. and that doesn't, they don't let anything else change that. He didn't do that. It's very true. Yeah. And uh, who, who's the third one? I, you, you told me their, their name, and I, I didn't recognize it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Joanne Rogers uh, recently passed away. The wife of our beloved Mr. Rogers recently passed away. Oh my goodness! Okay, yeah, I yeah. didn't hear about that. <clears throat> I just wanted to take a you know a quick moment to to, to, to recognize her and give her credit as uh, keeping America's sweetheart, our Mr. Rogers, grounded as the man that he was. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah. The old saying goes: behind every great man, there's a yes, fantastic sir. woman. Yes, sir. So you, you can just imagine, you know, as much of a great man Mr. Rogers was, how much of a great woman Mrs. Rogers was. Oh, yeah. Um, if you probably haven't seen... better huh? than he was. Probably, right? <laughs> um, if you haven't seen It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, I would highly recommend it. This movie touched my soul, man. It, it was crazy. I, I won't lie. I cried afterwards just because it was such a heartwarming story of, yeah. of a beautiful family, and, honestly. Because it, it was a... It was about Mr. Rogers, obviously, but Joanne played a, a, a huge role in, in who he was as a person. So, definitely, I'm 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 celebrating not her death, but her life lived, right? And the fact that this beautiful couple is, couple is now together again. Yes, and that's something we we should do when anyone passes. Is not more more than death, but celebrate their life and the experiences oh, yeah. and memories they gave us. God bless and. There was someone that, uh, uh, who was it? I forget who passed. It was, it was late last year. And, uh, someone said we need to stop putting celebrities on a pedestal. Um, and I can kind of see how that'd be a problem, but to me, a celebrity that touches you gives you so much inspiration and, and, and drive to go forward. Like, Robin Williams still hurts. Oh, yeah. Because, um,. He was such a great comedian, and it's one of those cases where depression doesn't look like what you think it is. Right. And he brought so much joy to the world, it hurts to think that he was suffering like that. Yeah. Yeah. But again, that's why, you know, the normalizing of mental health and it's asking for help and... You know, it, it, it's it's very important. You know, to, to, just to be transparent, I, I suffer daily with uh, with some pretty bad depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And for anybody else that's experiencing it, and for people that are not, it's not something that that's curable. It, it it's not, guys. Like you know, you you can you can medicate, you can do the processes, but it's not going to be a cure. The cure 
in my experience, is just maintaining and controlling it, right? How do you do that? Classical music, long walks. I have not met a depressed person that takes long walks and listens to classical music, in my experience. And doing the work. You know, a lot of people don't like to talk about the things that make them sad. Um, times back then, you know, to Mr. Wa Robin Williams, that was frowned upon for men to talk about their feelings like that, right? Oh, yeah. Because so, I mean, it was... They, they had to maintain this air of masculinity. Yeah, man. And men didn't discuss their feelings or otherwise right. they were pansies. And it, there you go. That's something that... It's so detrimental. Oh, yeah. Because we, we had... We had after World War II, shell shock before it was considered PTSD, before it was called PTSD, we had men that couldn't overcome these mental and emotional scars from what they experienced in war because it made them look weak. Right. And, and they went their entire lives suffering because they couldn't, they, they were taught not to do that. Right. And we have to, we, I'm so much, I'm happy that we've started to get away from that mentality but there's still a lot of people out there that say you know you're a guy suck it up grow some balls yeah it doesn't work like that anymore yeah and and again not to get too political but i am definitely interested in seeing what the current administration will do to mental health because i know that that was a big topic mm -hmm. um golly man i i really hope to see something um come out of it man i hope it's not all talk because it's always been a huge thing with me is, is mental health and it's mm -hmm. awareness, so that's all. Oh, yeah, you, you went to college to be a psychologist. Yeah, yeah. I started off in addiction medicine, uh, started doing some rounds in, in a hospital, believe it or not, at one point, and uh, realized <laughs> that I'm the type of person that faints at the sight of blood. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I figured maybe not, uh, you know, in, in an actual hospital, maybe uh, more of like you know in office psychotherapist type work so that's something that i'm currently still going to school for so yeah i mean it's a huge thing man it's it's a shame that it's still considered a soft science you know mm -hmm. it's a shame that we're still in the uh in their liberal arts building at utep that's you know a mm -hmm. 10 foot by 10 foot yeah. <laughs> building <laughs> um so golly man i i really hope man that liberal arts as a whole uh, it gets bigger, man, because it's not just corporate, 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 as Redditors have shown with GameStop, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe the new president of UTIP will take this into consideration and start moving <laughs> stuff around. Hopefully, um, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we just have to keep our eyes on the horizon and hope for a better future. And, and do what we can to do our part for that. Peace um, and love. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, we're one, one month in. And it, it, we're already on a ride, wild roller coaster of, of 2021. Start your bingo cards, guys. Fresh <laughs> one. Fresh one. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, well, uh, we'll, we'll see what we'll see what the future brings to us on on, on yeah, this, this current year. Let Let's stay positive with it, right? Yes. You know, we're We're gonna probably do a year in review this year. So come December, we're gonna be pulling audio. So let's <laughs> let's stay positive throughout every episode. Y'all, if you have anything to say to us, go ahead and leave it on the Facebook. Send us an email, nerdingoutpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, like our page. What else am I missing? Um, I did want to kind of add a little bit of a challenge. Well, not really a challenge. More like a... I don't know. 
maybe not the discussion either, but I want to get people's opinion. And I, I talked to you about this right before we, we got on the show. But uh, I was watching Men in Black the other day. And uh, you know oh, that yes. scene yeah. when they go talk to the farmer's wife and they neuralize her? And then Will Smith goes on that rant. I'm like, oh, no, no, you kicked him out. You're yes. gonna go, yeah, then you're going to go into town. You're, you're, you're going to get a facial. You're going to hire a decorator to come on in. During that scene, there's a part where... Tommy Jones' character kind of looks at him in disbelief, looks off screen, and then just kind of like walks off. And a part of me always wonders, like, did that, was that ad-libbed? Or was that actually in the script? Did like, Will Smith just kind of start <laughs> spouting out that whole thing about the, the wife going into town and doing all this stuff? And Tommy Lee Jones is like, what, seriously, he's doing this? Really? <laughs> and he just walks off set. She's like, I haven't got time for this. It's so, definitely want... <laughs> something that he would do and Will Smith would do. They, yeah. They, that's something both entirely that's in their wheelhouse. Tommy Lee Jones is actually infamous for his lack of passion as far as improv. He, that was yeah. something that he really did not like to do. <laughs> yeah, I know like Jim when, Carrey yeah, has said like, that before. <laughs> I can't sanction your buffoonery, I think is what Jim said to, to yeah. what Tommy Lee said to Jim. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, so, <laughs> I'm not doing this goofy stuff no more, guys. <laughs> yeah. So when when this episode goes, uh, goes live, or goes on air, I will go ahead and post a link to that scene on our Facebook page. And I want you guys to, to leave a comment on whether or not you think it was ad-libbed or it was scripted. Because it can go either way. And I, I'm just interested to see what people's opinions are about that. So just, just a kind of fun thing to get us engaged for the new year. There you go, guys. Please do. <laughs> but, um... So our, our first episode of the year, on our own, uh, we did, we did a, a crossover with uh, That Guy Game Reviews. Please Shout check out it out. Shout out to Sean! Yes! Check out that guy game reviews over on Spotify. Uh, he does wonderful podcasts and reviewing uh, various types of arcade games. Our recent episode together was talking about streaming services, uh, both game and video uh, services, and the recent uh, releases of the new gen consoles and scalpers. So very interesting discussion between all three of us. Go check that out. Uh, but this is our first episode on our own for 2021. A little bit of a downer, if you think about it, but we had to touch up on these on these important issues. Um, look forward to us releasing more episodes uh, com- coming up. If you have an, uh, a topic that you want us to discuss, you know, hit us up on Facebook or send us an email. Uh, we're always open and starving for ideas on what to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> there you go guys awesome but, well uh, thank you guys so much appreciate the listeners go ahead and find us on iTunes Pocket Casts, Spotify all the major podcasting networks and a big thanks to Anchor FM for sponsoring our show yes give them a, give them a try if you're looking into getting to podcasts they're user friendly very easy to use and they're free what's better than that <laughs> Have, having said that I've been Ronan Hunter and I'm Duke Savage You guys all keep nerding out. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye.